Welcome to the fourth episode of the King's Road Podcast, a podcast about House of the Dragon. This is our recap of episode three, the second of his name. Be warned, we will, mostly Kim, tell you lots and lots of spoilers. What do you think of that song, Kim? I know you love it. I love it. it. I you love, love it. it. Let's put it on iTunes. <laughs> Let's see if it gets on the iTunes chart. It's going to be on the top 10 list of uh, unnecessary songs. Well, welcome. I'm Rob, and that over there is Kim, and we are the King's Road Podcast. I uh, hope you like this week's episode. I did. I had lots of fun. There were dragons. There were dragons. Dragons all over the place, shooting fire. And a new dragon. We met a new, a dragon, new dragon this week. And a weird shaped dragon, I might add. Like, I think of dragons. Paraxes. I think of Elliot from Peach Dragon. Yes. And the one, I guess it was Caraxes, big rear legs, very skinny, almost mm-hmm. like a like a Japanese style tattoo dragon. Are you talking about thing. Damon's dragon? Yes. Uh, his nickname is the Blood Worm. W Y R M. Oh. Because he has that snake-like appearance. Yes. Yes, he the does. Blood worm. And they definitely drew him and animated him and CGI'd him. Yes. Very blood wormy. Yes, they did. So, yes, I agree with that 100%. Speaking of CGI, what did you think of the white stag? We'll get to him later, but... Oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, hello, CGI. Yeah, I mean, he totally looked all CGI. He did. Uh, even, like, running away, he was, like, yes. very CGI I'm running. I'm a big CGI fan. I don't watch a lot of shows or movies with CGI, so okay. when I see it, it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb to me. Yeah, and there's definitely levels of CGI, just like with like cartoons, like a Disney cartoon movie. The uh, animation is so much better than a Disney television cartoon. Yes. Like, and the CGI I feel has same levels of how much money you're going to put into it depends on how amazing it's going to be. So I felt like the White Stag's budget was a little low. A little low. Um, when he was standing there, he looked okay. It was almost like they took the the brown reindeer from <laughs> earlier and just painted him white. But then when he was running away, he definitely looked very CGI yes. and whatever. So, But that's all the way at the end of the show. Yes, let's, it is. Let's, uh, let's back it up. Back it up a little bit. And uh, so you have some very important breaking news for us. So let's see if this works. Um, Nope. Yeah, that might be it. Okay, we have some breaking news. Breaking news. Game of Thrones world. Uh, Miguel Sapochnik is stepping down as the co-showrunner and director of House of the Dragon. Uh, Miguel Sapochnik is best known for directing some of the more action-heavy episodes of Game of Thrones that you might recall. The Battle of the Bastards, Hard Home, The Door. That Just reading that gives me flashback. The flashback. Long Night. 
Um, so he was he's sort of the the battle guy. Okay. He's the bat the go to battle guy. All right. So he is stepping down, uh, voluntarily stepping down. Um, he directed all ten episodes of season one of House of the Dragon, as well as was a co showrunner. Um, now, according to the Hollywood Reporter, um, he just needs a break. He's been working on House of the Dragon for three years. He was doing Game of Thrones before that. So the poor guy probably just needs a little bit of a break. He needs um, a little break. He's been working really hard. He has. Now, he also has a deal with HBO. So as I was looking into this, uh, people were speculating that maybe he's leaving because he's going to be involved with the Jon Snow spinoff. Now, is that confirmed that there will be one, or is that all speculation? It has not been officially confirmed by HBO. Okay. However... Uh, that is sort of what the rumor mill is, and there's been a couple of clues dropped. Okay. Uh, there was one, and I didn't write down the name, a director that was involved with uh, Kit Harrington on another show that he did. Okay. And apparently he, that that director, in his, I don't know if it's in his bio or his, his IMDb, he had uh, listed something about HBO and people were speculating that it was the snow show. So, but Miguel Sapochnik is going to stay involved. He will uh, be an executive producer. Um, fear not Ryan Condal, who is the other writer. He's going to uh, take over as the sole showrunner for season two. And uh, he, the uh, fellow former game of Thrones director, Alan Taylor will join season two of house of the dragon as executive producer and will also direct several episodes in season two of House of the Dragon. And the writer, Ryan Condal, the other writer, he's the one that he is apparently very close with George. So he wanted to do more justice to George's original source material and that he is sort of working very closely with George nice. so that we don't have a repeat of Game of Thrones. Season. Of the eighth eighth season yeah. of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Jon Snow spinoff, like I said, uh, rumor has it it would be a limited series, which means it would just be like one season, uh, kind of a self-contained type of thing. But if it was really popular, I could see HBO wanting, not, you know, not yeah, wanting to just limit course. it, wanting they, to keep going. It's all about money. And Talking about that money, money, absolutely. money. Absolutely. And That's I right. think Kit Harrington has enough of a fandom Okay. We'll say that I could sure. see that being a big a big success. Speaking of Kit Harrington, did you see him in this week's episode? He was in the background drinking a Starbucks coffee. No, no you didn't see that. No. Yeah, they edited him, him out a little late, but yeah, did, did you remember the Starbucks coffee yes, before? Yes, the coffee cup that was yeah. on the. Well, yes. In this episode, Kit Harrington was there wearing jeans and a uh, ACDC T-shirt oh and drinking gosh. coffee. Yeah, I just made all that up, but okay. you heard it here first. <laughs> You oh, heard it here first, folks. Kit. <laughs> oh, Kit. Oh, Kit. He's just hanging out on the set for no apparent reason. And he's like, they're like, action. He's like, I'll get out of the frame when I'm ready. With my Starbucks. With my Starbucks. Yep. Now, uh, you know, with the Jon Snow spinoff, of course, I hope we have Tormund. He is one of my favorites. And I just hope that we get giant ice spiders. 
Giant ice spiders. Giant ice spiders that are supposed to be above the wall that we didn't get to see. We didn't see them in Game of Thrones. Probably because of budget and CGI. And there was enough CGI with everybody being blue and white. Yes. No ice spiders. No ice spiders. How disappointing. Well, um, so do we know when season two of House of the Dragon is expected? We do not. I believe it is in pre-production. Okay. So it's got the green light. It's in pre-production. And this is 2022 now, so we're talking at least 2024. (laughs) Yes, at least. And it's also HBO, so it's not like they, they care about a fall season or anything like that. No. They'll just release it when they're ready. So, and snow, there's nothing about snow at all. Nothing official. So, if we were to uh, hypothesize release dates of shows, probably House of the Dragon would come first, Mm -hmm. season two, and then a Jon Snow after that. If they were smart, they would probably alternate. Like, maybe alternate every other year, do one or the other. But... Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Keep an eye on the... um, Christopher Hivju that plays Tormund Giants being keep an eye on his IMDB see if anything pops up yeah see if anybody uh leaks something on there alert on him yeah well there you go very interesting Christopher Um, if you're listening call me yeah call her she she definitely wants to talk um before we uh continue on how can you get in touch with us? We're on Facebook at the Kings Road Podcast, or you could even send us an email at the Kings Road Podcast at gmail.com. And wherever you are listening to us right now on whatever podcast provider you're listening to, Apple Music, Google, Spotify, whatever it is, please give us a little rating, maybe a, at least a four, possibly a five <laughs> stars, um, just so that you know we know that you're listening and that we like it and we're having a lot of fun. Um, so that's it. We're having fun doing it. So hopefully you're having fun listening to us. We also, uh, Kim did a lot more research and she found out the first uh, couple of episodes we kept talking about the, what are the balls? The ball. Okay. The balls that they put down. And I'm about to say something that I hope I never say again in my entire life. Let's do a deep dive on the balls. Let's do a deep dive on the balls. Let's do a deep dive on a whole bunch of old man's balls. Let's do a deep dive on it. Okay, so the balls. (laughs) So remember in episode one, and I think it was even in episode two, the small council members had what appeared to be a little plate in front of them, and there was like a thing in the middle, and they each had a sphere. Yep. And they would take the sphere, it looked like a giant marble, and stick it on the plate. Correct. Okay? And we were wondering what, why, what was that? Why were they doing that? What was the point? So after extensive, extensive research. Extensive, extensive research. Extensive research, that I found out Kim that. Kim went to the library. I she did. Pulled I pulled up books. the cord. The, co- the card, the card catalog. catalog. She went shuffling through the card catalog using the Dewey Decimal System. Yes. And then she uh, found 12 different books by George R.R. R. Martin, <laughs> comics by George R.R., R. and uh, graphic novels, and she pieced them all together. She actually, don't tell the public library, but she cut pictures out <laughs> of the books. Oh, my God. Could yes. you imagine the library ladies? Oh, my gosh. That what are you doing? a stroke. They would not be happy about that at all. So, But luckily for Kim, we live in the year 2022 where she doesn't have to do any of that. She went to Google and found out. That they really are sort of just part of the pomp and circumstance of this meeting. It's sort of something um, ceremonial that they do to signal the start of a meeting. And it's sort of like them 
punching in the clock. They take <laughs> the ball, they stick the ball on their plate, and that means that they are officially in attendance at the meeting, and the meeting can begin. Now, I, I guess <laughs> my question originally was, well, of course, like, Damon's not there. His ball's going to be in the middle of the table. They don't really need to look around and see <laughs> whose ball is in the middle. And, okay, this person's ball's in the middle. They're not here because each ball is unique. Right. So if you would like, those of you listening, if you would like to see the balls up close if you go to hbo.com and you go to house of the dragon and you go to characters and you scroll around and you click on one of the members of the small council for example i'm actually looking at corliss and it tells you about him and then there's a picture of corliss's ball nice it's right there and it's very graphic and it's and each ball represents the person who has it. So Corlysis is sort of blue and green, I guess, to represent the sea because House He's Valarian the is the sea, the sea snake. Yes. Uh, Otto Hightower's ball. Let's see his ball. I'm sure it's obnoxious. Yep, it's got gold on it. <laughs> I had a feeling. Um, and the one that I thought was pretty cool was Lionel Strong's. His is the one that has three sort of like little they look like little stripes yellow red and blue and i saw somewhere what those meant i can't find that again i don't know where it was but it did tell you what each of those stripes meant and why that was his ball he's Very the master cool. of laws there you so go. each ball represents the person that has it and is unique to that person so in other words like corliss can't take lionel's ball and stick it in his plate right. thing yeah it, it's not it, it's, it's not, not his, it's not his. Yeah. so but yes it's to take attendance at the meeting it's just fancy to be fancy those trays are actually hooked into a computer a com- that's underneath <laughs> the desk yes and it's able to record when each of them are talking and that's how they get a recording of the whole um meeting that takes place they know who talks when who checks in um there's actually uh a game for the playstation i don't think they make them anymore but my son used to love it it was called a uh, skylanders oh, and you had all these little sounds familiar yeah you had these little characters and you had to put them onto a platform and when you put them on the platform they showed up in the game it was really neat technology that hmm. they used um and they use the same technology because they have computers and electricity in uh game of thrones world over there so there we go. So now we know. So now we know all about the balls. All about the so balls. I Each feel, one of them. I feel satisfied yes. with that explanation. And if and when they show up again, I will feel a lot more comfortable about right, it. Right, and you'll know. Boom. I will know. You took the wrong one. Give him <laughs> back his green and blue ball. Mm-hmm. Don't all be right. a ball stealer. <laughs> I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Can you imagine like somebody like being angry and he's he's like holding the ball in his hand and he's like, uh, nope, you can't start the meeting yet, and he won't put it he down on the tray. He's like, nope, yeah, not going to put it down. Very yeah. passive-aggressive. Nope. Oh, Otto mm-hmm. Hightower probably Oh, Otto that. Hightower certainly totally. would. Totally. And he would sit back. He'd be like rolling it between his fingers or something like that, and he'd be like, will you answer my question first? Mm-hmm. And then he finally would answer, and then he would put and it down. He would put it He's down. like, fine, <laughs> now we can start the meeting. <laughs> all right, so now that we've got uh, all that back history taken care of, and news 
we are now going to break down the whole episode of, of episode three, the second of his name. Yes. So if you didn't watch it yet and you're listening to us and you don't want to know what happens, hit pause on us right now. Go watch it. Come back in 57 minutes. No, it was actually a little over an over hour. An, I think it was yeah, over an hour. Like an hour yes. and five or something yes. like that. So <laughs> I, I, HBO on Sunday night showed this episode four times in a row. I know. I watched it. It was on at nine, then yep. 10, then mm-hmm. 11, then 12. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting on my computer playing video games. And I had it on in the background. I watched it three times because it was nine, 10, 11 30 ish. I didn't finish it the third time, but I also, I came in like five minutes late. So I didn't start watching until like nine Oh five. So I was like, Ooh, that way I can watch the beginning. What I missed. Then I went up watching the whole episode a second time. And then I started watching it a third time. And I'm like, how many times in a row were they going to do this? And it was on four, at least four. Uh, and I was like, okay, they want to make sure that no matter what time you are home, you can see this episode. So they kept making sure it was constantly on the whole <laughs> night. And you watched it all four What's times. What's going to happen when football season starts? Because then you're going to have Sunday, Sunday night, football. night football competing yeah. with, yeah. House, of the with House of the Dragon. So and I'm a huge football fan, but I'm sorry. Yes. House of the Dragon, unless it's a Bears game. Right. If the Bears are if on the Sunday Bears night. If the Bears are on Sunday night. Right. So if this show doesn't get released until Wednesday, you'll know that the Bears were on on Sunday yes. night because Kim wasn't able to watch House of the Dragon That's Sunday right. night. So, uh, yeah. So for me, I'm going to I'm gonna have, if the Cowboys are on, I'm going to have the Cowboys on the iPad right next to me, mm-hmm. House of the Dragon up on the big TV because... You know, football is very exciting, but it's very exciting for five seconds and then 35 seconds until the next play again. Yes. So you you can watch all the House of the Dragon and not miss much of a football game. And then if something big happens, there's a replay right after it. So when you hear people cheering, you can be like, oh, and then watch that. What happened? Pause House of the Dragon for the 10 seconds and then go back to it. So that's what I'm going to wind up doing is basically multitasking there. Um so, yeah, so whatever. Who knows? But anyway, all right, so. So we have a time jump. Time jump. We talked about this earlier, how, and, and they are playing with time compared to the book also because I was listening to the audiobook again, and I thought to myself, now hold on a second because they're, they are missing with time just a bit. Okay. I mean, it's not really, I don't think it impacts the events that we're seeing, but okay. they're just fiddling with time. So, Three years have passed since episode two. So when we left off on episode two, the king had announced his intention to wed Lady Allison right. to Hightower. Yes. Um, what's her name's best friend? Yes. Which now they're Rainier, not best friend. Which, Rainier's and, best and, friend. And P.S., just a little P.S., I just wanted to mention that in the books, they are that friendship relationship doesn't exist. And right. Allison... In the books, Alicent is quite a bit older than Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra is young when this is happening, maybe nine or ten years old. Like she started riding dragons when she was seven, and she became a cupbearer at eight. They aged Rhaenyra up for the show, and yep. they aged Alicent down. Yes. So okay. when we see Alicent on the show, she's more she's closer to Rhaenyra's age. Correct. But in the books, she's older. She may be seventeen. I think at when what we see in the episode this week, she was probably around nineteen or twenty. He did say, um, "I can 
lead a whole country or whatever he said, but I can't even control my 17-year-old daughter. Yes. So she is 17, and I guess, I don't know if Hightower is the same age or not. Um, well, if so, then then they were 14 in the last episode. Okay. okay. I thought it was a two-year jump because I thought he did say something about 15 and then 17. No, you watched it more than uh, I have. Hi, you know what? It's po- it is possible. Now the the little Aegon is two. Right. So she, now where did little Aegon? Whose whose kid is Aegon's? Little the baby, yeah. the blonde baby. That's yeah. Alicent and King Viserys's. Because she's pregnant. She's pregnant again. So this is the second this child the that second she's pregnant child. with. Yeah, okay. Yes. Because when I first saw it, I thought there was like he was having so dreams or fast forward. So it would have to be three years because she would be pregnant for my nine months. He's right. born. Yes. And this is his second name. Day. Right. So it's it's so his it second birthday. So it, he'd be years. at least two years and nine months uh, yes. apart. Yes. Yes. Okay. So so let's just say for for the sake of this that they were fourteen in the last episode. Right. Now they're seventeen. Okay. In the book, Allison would be closer to twenty. And Rainier would be probably closer to fourteen. Okay. So just a little right. Little um, okay. Because I was very confused if, I mean, they were talking about the son, the son, the son. But then I saw that she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I was like, is this is is he having dreams when he sees the kid, or because he he has a lot of dreams about his children and he talks about that a lot. So I was very confused, and then I, I thought maybe it was like a nephew or something or somebody else's kid. No, but that's it's his. his. That's his. The little okay. blonde boy. Yes. Who who's uh, in when they're when they're in the um that little carriage. Right. That is Viserys's son, and Allison's and, son. And right, and now she's pregnant again. Correct. So he is making sure that well, his last wife, the uh, Rhaenyra's mom, she said how many kids did she yes. lose? Like she lost like five kids or something like that. Yes. So. Okay, so there we go. So, so we have a time jump. We have a time jump. And then we meet the crab so we're, feeder. Oh, we're back with the crab feeder. So creepy crab feeder. Yeah, dude is, dude is strange looking. He's creepy. He's creepy. And he... So to go back to the last episode, we saw Corliss and Damon were sort of in, in cahoots. They were plotting to take over the stepstones from the triarchy. And the admiral known as the Crab Feeder. We saw why he was given that nickname. Yes. Um, now, this, that sort of, uh, I guess you would call it plotting okay. that they were doing, right? Damon and Corliss. Oh, that right. alliance. We'll call it an alliance. Sure, yes. So that would give Damon some clout with his brother. Right. And Corliss, his ships are the ones that are being hijacked. So yes. he needs to get this under control. And that's why he kept going to the king. Saying we have to, we have to deal with this problem. Yeah, because his ships kept getting hijacked and stolen and destroyed, and he was getting angry about that. Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, so when we see the, I don't know if this is in this very first scene, that we see the dragon firing away mm-hmm. on ships. Yes. They're well, the crab feeder ships, right? Because so uh, that was. <laughs> I didn't know if that was the crab feeder ships or if the crab feeder had, if they had captured those ships and looted them. Oh, okay. Because he, there, there, there's the guy there that says he's a Valar, he's a Valerian sailor, and when he sees Damon, he says, "My prince." Right. Yeah. And then Caraxes like crushes him, but yeah, 
he that wasn't clear to me because all we see is there's like the flag. It's the sigil of House Valerian, the old sigil. The new sigil is just a plain seahorse, but the old sigil is like a horse head okay. and a fishtail. And we just see fire and chaos and people running. And yeah. we're, we're not really sure. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was the crab feeder ships or if it was Corliss's ships. But the crab feeders were attacking Corliss's yes, ships. That's what I thought. Okay, so was. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That because it was it was very uh, you know far away shot that we saw, so that mm-hmm. way you could see the fire coming down from the sky from the yes. dragon. But it did look like to me that the dragon was burning down the ships, and I was like, so they must be the crab feeder ships. But it makes more sense that the crab feeders army was attacking his ships. And then the dragon was attacking the crab feeder who was attacking the ship. Yes. So through a domino effect, the dragon was damaging the ships, but he was also keeping the crab feeder guys off of them. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So that was that was a fun scene. And then I did like the, the sailor who was like, he got nailed to the cross uh-huh. on the ground. And he's yelling and screaming, you know, you're not going to get away with this. And then <laughs> uh, Craxy's. He's like, he says, Damon, save me. And then cracks. He's just like, <laughs> claw, comes, claw down. C- comes down and just lands on him. And he's like, nope, you're not. Uh... Now, I don't know. Obviously, he didn't do that on purpose. I wouldn't think he would do that on purpose. Um, but it was just ironic that he's like, oh, good. You're finally going to save me. And then he dies by by Craxies. Um, So that was cool. And then, like you said, um, Damon does come back. And everybody is like, um debating like what to do because this is like this has now been two years that they've been battling here because we saw it at the end of the last episode Mm -hmm. so this fight's been going on for a very long time and they were complaining that the crab feeders attack and then when we go after them they just hide in the caves and then we can't do anything about it so it's like what are we going we're not getting anywhere all we're all that's happening is we're losing our ships um so Damien. Oh, and Damien got shot with arrows a lot. Yes, he did. I was very impressed. He was a, uh, he was getting shot with a lot of arrows. But okay, so was there more to that opening scene? Because we go back to this a couple of times. No. The, now the war for the stepstones lasted nine years. It lasted from one oh six to one nineteen AC. Okay. So it was a nine year war. Okay. So well, we in saw this, a little piece of it. Yeah. So I mean. The way Damon ends it, I was, you could tell he was like, <laughs> I, I don't want to jump all over the place if you don't want to, but, uh, but he gets, he, when he gets a letter from his brother that he says, yes. I'm going to come help you. He was like, F that. And he just went off and he's like, I don't, I'm not waiting for your help. I'm going to end this right now. So it almost feels like he ends it. So it should be interesting to see next week if the battle keeps going or if it ends and if the TV version ends in only two years, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the nine years that it, that it has gone on in the book. So that'll be right. interesting to see what happens there. So this could come back potentially. I mean, they okay. could, they could, cause I thought to myself, okay, they're ending this in one episode because I was expecting more of a battle sequence okay was there a lot in the books about this no okay no 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 actually i flagged i well we'll get to it at the end because there is i want to read what the book says because the book says very little okay about 
what we're seeing on screen. It actually the 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 maesters and the the accounts that we read kind of say, well, it's really not pertinent to this story. So we're not really going to go into that. And I just realized three episodes in you were saying in the book that there's basically like narrators throughout the entire book, right? Well, so the, the, so the book is sort of a compendium. It's a, it's a compilation of accounts by, uh, grand maesters. Uh, it's mushroom. This is, this is the period of time where mushrooms account comes in because he was there for much of what we're seeing. Um, but it's sort of, it's sort of a, a combination of accounts. Okay. So it's not just one person's account. It's what Maesters wrote down. It's what um, Mushroom Mushroom told his tale to somebody who wrote it down. We don't know who because that person didn't write down their name. All right. But um, yes, so it's sort of a combination of people's accounts. Okay, because, I mean, we don't, the TV show is just, we're just watching it. We're, we're just, just watching it. Yeah. Show don't tell. Yeah, so so, so it's interesting sh- that they changed that up a little bit. Which I is was fine. hoping Mushroom would make an appearance. Now he still could, right? Because I believe he comes in. He may come in a little bit later on, but he sort of his take on things is interesting. So okay, kind of hoping we would. See Hopefully him, we'll see him. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I All right. Know. So there's that that battle scene, and then it cuts to King's Landing. And the high towers are plotting. Um, yeah. So Otto and his brother Hobart Hightower. I love that name, Hobart. Hobart. Uh, Hobart is telling Otto, kind of, look, you have to convince the king to make your grandson the heir. Right. Right. And then Otto says, you know, oh, this morning he was eating porridge with his hands. Like <laughs> he's he's two. He's two. <laughs> he's yeah. a toddler. Yeah. But. Hobart seems to <laughs> sort of he had a little bit of that um, kind of glint in his eye sort of like this is our opportunity to make a play for our house right and Otto seems to be in agreement maybe not you know a hundred percent but he he's listening and he's taking this all in yeah and uh, I did appreciate at least this year or this episode they did make another reference to uh marriage and um somebody said uh well he's two and they're like yes yeah well you know at least you won't have to worry about anybody else uh, trying to become a suitor or anything like that so um it was oh, when otto suggested that rainiera marry Aegon, the two-year-old the two-year-old yes. yeah yeah, so that was that was pretty funny because I was like, yeah, and that's the other reason why I thought that it wasn't his son because I'm like, why would it's her, it would be her half brother or half brother? Why would mm-hmm. she marry her half brother? Two year old, two right. half brother. She's seventeen. He's two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it made me laugh when when he suggested that she marry a two year old and the other guy and he said, well, at least then she won't be, um all these all these proposals won't keep coming because she'll be committed to him but then it's also her half brother but like you said before they really kept the bloodlines very close i mean mm-hmm. look at jamie and uh what's her name cersei? cersei lannister i mean they were brother and sister um so but yes so well they were lannisters 
They were we, Lannisters. We think. They were Lannisters. Twins, which, by the way, there's more twin Lannisters in that up in this week's episode. But yes, the Targaryens would marry siblings or uncles to nieces like that happened. And that was accepted with Targaryens because they were considered different. They're, they're not like other people. And, and when Aegon the Conqueror came over, he was married to his two sisters. <laughs> so... So, and the maesters and the the religious leaders accepted it because they were Targaryens. They said, well, we'll make this one exception because right. they're Targaryens. They don't know any better. Or this is just the way they do it. But they, they weren't 100% on board. Okay. So eventually it kind of be like, okay, we let him do it, but we're that's it. You got to yeah. knock this yeah, off. You guys got to stop marrying stop your relatives. Yes. Yeah. Um, then speaking of Lannisters, speaking of Lannisters, then we see uh, Jason Lannister or Tyland Lannister. Which Tyland comes is the one that comes in. His twin is Jason. Right now, so, were they played by the same person? Yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> that's always funny. So we see Tyland first. He rushes in to tell the king things have gotten bad in the Stepstones, and the king wasn't really. He was like, whatever, my idiot brother and uh, the sea, what sea, what's his name? The sea, sea snake. Sea snake. They did this all by themselves. Yes. They can get out of it all by themselves. Yep. And uh, so he's like, whatever. He goes, you know, this is their war. They started it. Let them finish it. And he was, that was basically it. He was like, whatever. I don't, I don't care. Um, and he, we've seen this in every single episode. He's brushed this off. Yes, he's just brushed it off. He's like, whatever. Let them, let them do their he dumb was thing. Warned three years ago. Yeah, uh, we told him not to do it, and then he stormed off and did it. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So that was that. And then we don't see Rhaenyra at all. No. She's hiding. The, everybody's looking for her. The king's looking for her. her best friend, who's pregnant twice, is looking mm-hmm. for. Her. Where is she? We can't find her anywhere. She's angry. Her best friend, who's pregnant twice by her father. By her father, yes. How bizarre and weird. Yeah, she's now. <laughs> we were, we were best friends, and now you're my mom. Yes. Yeah. So that's a and little. And you're pregnant for the second time. And you're pregnant for the second time. Um. So then, then we find out that she is with. I. Th- I was really hoping that the singer that she was with was Jack Black. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or wait, who was the one in Who was the one in Game of Thrones? What's his name? Um, who was he was a I think he was a Lannister soldier, oh. the British guy. Oh, oh, I don't know. I hear people yelling from their from as they're, listening. As they're driving to work. I'll, right I'll now. think of it. You think I, of I'm it. The, I don't really listen to a lot of music, so. OK, but there was a musician who was in. Yes. Oh, not Harry Styles. No. Oh, no. No. His real name. That would have been that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. And OK, so we see the two of them. She's like. Reading or writing or something like that. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Ed that was Sheeran. It. Yes. There was an Ed Sheeran cameo and he was singing. It was when Arya comes across them and they're sitting around a fire and they're singing and he kind of does a little solo. Do you remember that? I vaguely do. Vaguely, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. anyway, and it was Ed Sheeran. But no, so there the we go. singer this week was not Ed Sheeran. It was not Ed Sheeran. Or it was Harry Styles. Or Harry Styles. Or Jack Black. Uh, Harry Styles is just hanging out in New York for a whole month. He's like I he's like the Harry new St- he's I, the new took, Billy you know, Joel. As a little Bill, aside, yeah. I resisted 
getting Harry tickets. Harry Styles for the longest time. Oh. I didn't understand. <laughs> I get it now. Now you get it. I do get it now. Now he, you understand. You know, he has a very positive message. He does. Be yourself. Yep. You know, be yourself. Be positive. Be yourself. Let everybody else be themselves. I, I just, I really have grown to like Harry Styles. Well, there you go. Yes. This, Harry, uh, if you're listening. <laughs> there you go, Harry. Shouts out to Harry Styles. Um, so Rainier and the Queen, or Rainier and the singer, they're hanging out, and then Queen Allison, uh, she comes out and she's like, "Everybody's looking for you. You need to come inside." And then Rainier is like, mm. "Well, if my dad wants me, he'll come get me." Basically, is what she's saying. Um, and she's like, "Come on, let's go. We all need to be together." And then uh, he sings the song. Uh, it was a fun song. Um, now then, I made a note. And I have not listened to any other podcasts or really I read a little bit on Reddit, but I didn't see this mentioned. And I am curious if anybody picked up on this, but he's singing a song and he's talking about she took all of her. She she fled with her ships and her people. And I I he was trailing off and I was trying to pay attention. And I was like, why does that sound familiar to me? So I then it clicked that before and I'm I'm just looking here um, earlier in history so before what we're seeing now um, one of the Targaryen princesses Reyna okay um, had a companion in air quotes <laughs> named Alyssa Farman and Alyssa Farman was a very skilled sailor Okay. And I wondered if the song was about her. The only reason being because um, in the lore, it is said that she she didn't want to stay with Reyna. She wanted to go out and explore the world. She actually wanted to go see, and if you recall this line from Game of Thrones, what's west of Westeros? Right. Okay. <laughs> yes. She wanted when Arya said, "I want to know what's west of Westeros." Yes. Elisa Farman wanted to know what's west of Westeros, and okay. she wanted to be kind of like an. Exp- I thought of her as, like we would think of the explorers. Sure. Right? They're out to see, you know, is the Earth round? How far can I go? She wanted to go out and explore, and she was spotted, um, basically on the uh, kind of on the other side of the the known world and she was spotted in different places that people thought they saw her her ship was called the sun chaser it was the fastest ship in the known world but the thing that kind of made me pay attention was if the song was about her one of the significant things is that she before she fled because she actually fled um westeros okay and she stole three dragon eggs and in the book fire and blood it it's not asserted as fact but it is suspected that she sold those dragon eggs that they were worth so much that she could build a fleet of ships and get a crew oh nice so the three dragon eggs that she stole that ended up in essos were most likely the three eggs that Daenerys had from Daenerys from exactly. Game of Thrones later so on. So it ties it together. So I'm curious if the song he was singing was about Alyssa Farman. Um, and if so, was that a little nod to the three dragon eggs and Daenerys? But we may never know. We may never know. 
So finally, um, after that song, uh, Rainier says, fine, let's go. She goes with them. And then the next thing you see is they're all <laughs> in a in a carriage. Yes. And very awkward. She's like, are you sure you should be in here? Because, you know, it's kind of bumpy and you're kind of pregnant. Like, maybe you should just stay home and not come with us. Like, uh. You know, I understandably so, a little resentful that your best friend that you used to, you know, gossip with is now the king's wife and pregnant. And, and your, your stepmother. And your stepmother. And you're like besties. So I understand her, her uh, frustration. Um, so then they get out and... Uh, it was the, rena the you called it the Renaissance <laughs> Fair. It looked like a Renaissance Fair. It did look like a Renaissance Which, Fair. Which, by the way, I want to go to this fall. Oh, to the, the Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania one? I, I want to eat one of those giant turkey legs. Yes. I hear everybody who goes says they and have, have a great some time. ale and mead. Yes, mead. Mm -hmm. I don't um, even know what mead is. but Mead is honey, fermented honey. What? Yes. So as opposed to beer, which is fermented uh barley what and is ale ale is a is so beer is either lagered or ale made uh fermented using ale or lagering techniques mm -hmm. lagering techniques are at a colder temperature it takes longer for the yeast to to eat its all the sugars and stuff and make it alcoholic ale can be done at a higher temperature room temperature um, and it's easier to to make ale than it is um, lager. So anybody who brews at home, a lot of home brew normally is just an ale rather than a lager because a lager has to almost be like refrigerated the whole time that the yeasties are doing their thing. Uh, but an ale can be kept in a basement in a, in a dark corner in a closet or something like that um, to let the yeast do its job. So ale is just a different version of a, of a type of a beer. And a lot of beer, if you drink a lot of different types of beer, um, a lot of I them. Do not, I do not like beer. So okay. I would probably not like ale. No, because okay. it's just well, somebody's homebrew. Then I'll just get one of those cups and just put like that lemonade they make at fairs. Right. And you could Nobody try, will know. You could try the mead because mead is sweeter since it's made with honey. Um, I do like I've had mead before and it's good. I like it. Um, it's almost if my I mean, I'm going to say something and then people are going to be like, no, it's not. I was going to say it's almost like wineish, um, okay. like a weed, like a weed, like mead um, because of it being with honey with it. So much sugar and stuff like that. It's a little bit sweeter than what a beer is. Hmm. But um, yeah, but you try it. Definitely try it. All right. So I looked at it and I was like, oh, the king is going to his uh, cabin house. Like this is this is their their other house. This yes. is the one off in the woods. Yes. And it was really interesting because they were going on a hunt and it was so like I so like royalty, so like just the way the hunt took place just made me laugh because I can see the same thing happening with our president. If our president goes out on, on a hunt, the same concept of this where everybody it's else. It's a photo op. Yeah, it's a photo op. Everybody else captures the animal for you. Yes. He's tied there. He can't uh, go that, anywhere. That was horrifying. It was, it was horrible. So 
All right. So look at all your notes here. So you have lots of tents. So it did look so like. Yes. Yeah, look like a Renaissance fair. Did look like a Renaissance fair. I was fair. looking for like the, the human chessboard. Yes. <laughs> and the woman dressed up as Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth walking around. Uh, I didn't know the guy's name was Lars. Lars Clubfoot. Clubfoot. Okay. So if you notice, there was a guy who looked like he was limping. Yes. Okay. And even his boot was like mm-hmm. a big metal boot. So it was uh, protecting his his damaged foot. Um, so he's the son of Lionel Strong that is in the small council. He's, okay. L- Lionel Strong is the one that the king like goes to and asks, yes. what do you think about this? So he has two sons, Harwin Strong, who we're going to see in a bit, and Laris Clubfoot. And Laris okay. Clubfoot was born that way. We, they, I don't. I think they said his name. I think they said, somebody said Lord Laris, or somebody said his name, but they didn't say his nickname. His nickname was the Clubfoot. Right. So uh, George loves to repeat um, characters in a way like in Game of Thrones, you have the dwarf Mm -hmm. who's basically only still alive in this era because he's of royalty. Mm -hmm. Like I can't see somebody, um, a peasant, a peon, um, getting the same treatment that... um, what was his name had Tyrion Tyrion that Tyrion had in Game of Thrones and now this guy this clubfoot guy he even says like uh, as you can see hunting is not really my thing or whatever so I can only imagine him if he was a a regular peasant um, you know like if he couldn't defend himself if he couldn't not protect himself if he couldn't fend for himself like him not being able to survive as long as he has because he is royalty right now um right he's he so he's nobility right house strong uh of Harren hall their nobility his father is on at this point is on the small council so he obviously has a privileged yes stature yes um but i will say without spoiling any future events keep your eye on Laris Clubfoot. Good, because... Keep your eye on him. Good, because Tyrion was the same way, that in the beginning he was just like... You thought of him as like just this spoiled guy because you always saw him in like brothels and drunk all the time. But he was actually the smartest of all of them, in my opinion. Um, So good. And that's interesting because Laris Strong is described as um, very astute. He listens. He doesn't talk very much. He's a listener. And even when he sits down with the ladies, yes. he, he doesn't try and take over the conversation. He just says, no. can I join you, ladies? And they say yes. And then he's just sitting there the whole time. Yeah, so he's he's listening. He's He is taking it all in. Uh-huh. So That's all, the, all I'm going to say about that. There you go. All the women are sitting there, and they're all gossiping, and they're all mm-hmm. gossiping around their, their fabulous queen. And while that's mm-hmm. going on, Rihanna is – yeah, I can't even say it right – Rhaenyra was like, whatever, I've had enough of this nonsense. Um, and then, uh, so she's outside when Jason Lannister hits on oh. her. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, Ugh. so, oh, yeah. He's so, the sleazy guy in the bar that like sidles up to you and kind of, you know. And he's like, hey. Exactly. Hey, what's happening? That's exactly. I'm is. royalty. You should really hang out with me. Mm-hmm. And he basically I could build a dragon. I, I, I what can, do you say from my lady wife? From my lady wife, like he. Excuse me, he, sir. He's not even like. 
He's not even playing the slow game. He's like immediately like, boom, I'm royalty. You know you like me. Let's get married. And she's like, oh, and she's so mad that her dad is like trying to just pawn her off on anybody now, like any royalty. So she gets mad. She goes inside um, and is like yelling at her dad like, this guy, really him also? And it was fun because I liked that the dad was like, do you think basically like, do you think I wanted to get remarried was basically, and right there in front of the queen. And she was like, dude, you knocked me up (laughs) twice. Like, come on now. I'm right here. I'm right here. I can hear you. I can hear you. Um, so that was fun. And then as they're getting loud and yelling at each other, that's when Otto chimes in and cuts it off and, and stops it. And he says that there's been a sighting of a white stag um, and uh, we should go and try and hunt him down. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you have a little little note about the significance of a white stag. I kind of was curious about that because it's not something it's not something that we have heard. I mean, we've heard of a stag and a stag is the symbol of House Baratheon. OK, so we know that. Um but I thought, well, white stag, there has to be some significance. Now, by the way, this doesn't happen in the book. Okay. This wasn't in the book This at all. was not in the book. Really, none of this Renaissance Fair portion is in the book. Okay. Really. So none of this hunt, none of that. So this is all just for TV. So I all thought, right. well, why would they put a, red, a white stag in, in here? What? Why would they do that? So when I looked it up and I did a little research, I saw that... Uh, the white stag was uh, an animal that held almost a mythical status for the Celts. Uh, it was considered to be an uh, an animal that's a messenger from the other world that I took to be almost like between the earthly world and the spirit world. Okay. So it's not quite... It's not quite of this world, but it's not quite of the other world. If sure. that makes sense. Okay. Um, and that when you see a white stag, that that signifies there's going to be a change or there there's something you're getting a message from beyond. From and the even world. even the king even said something like, I don't believe in um whatever it was. He said he said something along the line of like uh not foreshadowing, but like this was supposed to, like you said, it was like like a message from from the. Uh, because they kept insisting, oh, this is happening on his second name day. This is a sign. Right. This is a sign. Yeah. And yes. he said, I don't believe in signs. Yes. Yeah. But yet he he's the same one that has talked about his dreams that he's had and how important his dreams are because everything in his dreams has come true type mm-hmm. of thing and all this stuff. So he believes in the signs when there is dreams, but he doesn't believe in the sign of this white stag being very important thing but i think he kind of does but he just doesn't i think maybe he wants to play it off a little bit yes um i think he's a little freaked out there's something he's freaked out by something because he ends up in his cups yeah had a few too many yeah a little too much mead a little too much mead yep mead and ale or both yeah he's had Uh, it all (laughs) you know what they say mead before ale never fails (laughs) (laughs) ale before mead 
Forget about it. For, just forget about just it. Just forget Don't about, even try Don't it. even try it. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, the white stag. So he's they're hearing about this white stag. They're trying to track it by its poop, apparently. Yes. You know, he's hearing all about this, and everybody's telling him, oh, this must be a, a mean something that, that the white stag appeared on, on your son's the, your second, son's second yeah. name day. And that's when um, Rainier just finally has enough and she just bolts out she's yep. like f on this i'm out of here mm-hmm. on a white horse she takes off and she's she's very good uh riding her horse because she took off fast and 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 uh was like i'm getting as far away from here as i possibly can and i i i mean i i don't read into things too much because i'm not smart enough to do that but her and uh, Kristen Cole's is that his name? Kristen. Mm-hmm. Kristen Cole. Kristen Not, Cole. Well, remember, like Damon in the last <laughs> called him Crispin. Crispin. And yeah. I was like, Lord, uh, Sir Crispy Cream. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Crispy Cream. Sir Crispy Cream. Where's my donut? <laughs> um. So Kristen Cole sees her and he's like, Princess, come back. And then he takes off after her. Mm-hmm. I like this relationship. I like where it's going. I want it to be like Aladdin where she wants to marry him and he doesn't have any royalty in him. But then we find out that he is, he has a genie. He rubs a lamp and we find out that he is royalty. So Mm. that's what I really want to happen. Uh, so hopefully that will. And, uh, so Kristen goes off after him or after her and he stops her just in time. She's just about to run right into a river, which was funny to me. Uh, and then he stops her and then they have this great, like heart to heart between a couple of different scenes. Yes. Um, and it's, and it's a lot of fun, but then this is the part that cracks me up is when they go on the hunt, then Ugh. all the men, Ugh. except for the King, they're Friggin going out, men. they're going to find this white stag for him. I don't get it. And I, this is nothing against anybody who I don't get it. This I, isn't even manly men. Yeah, this is and, what we do. And the, uh, we like, kill things and drink ale and, and drink ale and mead. Uh, and, but like, even the king, you see he has like, now I don't know if he has a little bit of hesitation because he knows how dumb this is. Like he, and who was the, who was the one who gave him the, 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 that would be, was that Lannister? The was that the other Lannister? Jason Lannister gave him that giant that spear. That giant spear. Gold, and he's like, oh, it's from the gold, whatever. Yeah. It, yeah, he had it ma- specially sure made that, for the kill. This yes, is a special sword for, for the, the kill. kill. Make sure you know where you got this from when you make this kill. You know, I want my name written on all the all the um, memos that go out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, like, and Jason Lannister gave me the, uh, gave me the thing. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, so, so everybody else goes out to find this except for the King. He just keeps drinking. Um, and then that's when Jason gives him the thing. Uh, and that's when Otto proposes <laughs> that Rainier will marry Aegon. <laughs> like, the two year old. The two year old. And the, the, I did like that. At least they joked about it and laughed about it. But I have a feeling, I mean, Otto's not a hundred percent. I think he wanted to just see what his reaction would be. Like if he would, if he would say, I could oh, see that. maybe, I could uh, see that. but once he left and he was like, okay, but the King was just, you know, like you said, like tired of politics. He's sick of it. Yeah. He's like, leave me alone. It was like when he was grieving his wife and, and they had that meeting about the line of succession and yeah. he said, my wife and my son just died. Just died. Like leave me alone. Yeah. Give me some time to, to mourn. This is ridiculous. And now it's like, everybody's on him about 
about Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra getting marry. married. Yeah. When is she going to marry? And he's he's over this. And uh, I did like I didn't I didn't mind uh, Lionel Strong's comment, Lord Lionel Strong's uh, suggestion of the Valerian's brother. Yes. Well, uh, it's funny you said that because I thought he he's giving the most sound advice. Yeah. Now, what's notable about him is that when he was young, when, from the time he was a boy, he actually went to the Citadel and he was studying to be a maester and he earned six links of his maester's chain. So okay. to get the links, they have to do certain things like medicine. Like they have to become, I guess it would be kind of like we have a teacher certificate. You sure. Get certified in different areas. You have to get certified in these different things and you earn your chain. So he's a very, very smart man and he knows a lot about the history of Westeros he knows a lot about sort of the the lines of succession and I would think just listen to him whatever he says yeah. do it because yeah. this guy has really he knows his stuff he knows his stuff and up to this point he has he's not asked the king for anything or tried to pressure him he really doesn't have an iron in the fire here so to speak um, but when he suggests Lenor Valerian, who, by the way, again, in the books, Lena is older than okay. Lenor. Okay. So in the book, Lena is the older sister of Lenor. And Lenor, who is okay. the son of Corlys and Rhaenys, I think I'm saying that right now, Rhaenys, um, he, was, he was younger. But, um, yeah, so he suggests that. And it actually makes a lot of sense yeah because you're joining those two houses right and now you're actually you're not joining those two houses with a 50 year old man marrying a 12 year old exactly. girl these two are closer in age yes. more uh appropriate uh type yes. of of uh, marriage and you know and then we we get to uh rainira and Kristen, Kristar, Krista, crispy cream at the campfire mm -hmm. and she's talking about how um, you know, she hates her life that, you know, she's getting married off and whatever. And he says, you know, I can guarantee there's thousands of people in the realm that would love to switch places with you. And I mean, it, you know, royalty has its price. You know, you're you're you don't get to find the love of your life and marry them. You're this is an arranged marriage by right. the kings uh, to to solidify and make all the kingdoms better and stronger and more unified so that was a good suggestion because that does uh solidify that but but uh so she's like oh i hate it and he's like well you know kind of like this is this i'm sorry you know this is kind of what happens and whatever and then he's he gets up and he's like he senses something and i thought there was going to be a dragon coming out that's what i thought I, for some reason maybe her dragon or whatever like knew that she wasn't where she was supposed to be. And uh, this boar comes out, knocks him over, and then attacks her. And she, I mean, this was good. I don't know if it was, I'm assuming it was CGI'd because, you know, you can't have a, a uh, drooling boar attacking <laughs> people. But um, she was like trying to fight him off a little bit, holding him back. And then very uh, Daenerys-esque, or even... Even um, who's the other one? The one to the, the Arya. Arya, very Arya esque, I would say, more than Daenerys. 
Uh, she pulls out a dagger and she she defends herself. Mm-hmm. And then you can see her frustration because not only did she just kill the the pig, but she slaughtered the pig. Yes. She stabbed over and over and over it's again. A little bit of overkill. A little overkill, but she was taking out all of her frustrations yes. on this pig, which I understand. Like you got everything so pent up and you're so angry. Um, so so yeah, so that's that. So she. She killed all that, and then we go back. And she's covered in blood. Covered in blood. So, and remember, the source material for this show is called Fire and Blood. Yes. And Fire and Blood is also the motto of House Targaryen. So she's covered in blood. And it's. I almost took this as she sort of got a taste of blood. Okay. So, I don't know. You know, she yeah. got her first taste of, of, of blood what a kill, and, what a kills like. And it didn't upset her. It she didn't upset seem, her. Yeah. I mean, she she seemed a little bit shell shocked as she right. kind of walked very stoically back into the camp. But she didn't seem upset. No, no. So, I, I mean, I think I think it's all leading up to her being a good leader. Um, And it's showing like she can defend herself. It's mm-hmm. showing she's smart. It's mm-hmm. showing all these things. And even when she's having these conversations with with Krispy Kreme, like you can tell she's smart. She's not um, she's not dumb. She's not just, you know, whatever. Um, so I do like the fact that it is setting up for her to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we have that then. Uh, the king's in front of the fire. Uh, yeah, he's staring into the flames. Yes. And he he's had remember he's had a little too much to drink. Yes. So he's staring into the fire, and he Allison comes out and kind of is like, okay, honey, come on, let's let's go to bed now. Like she's yeah. trying to coax him, like uh-huh. you know, when the wife and the drunk husband, like, yep, she's, okay, it's it's, it's time, time to, to come to bed now. Come on, yeah. let's go. You know, like, oh, it's getting late, and he's kind of babbling on, and saying, you know, look, I named Rhaenyra as my heir because I was protecting the realm from Damon. Right. And, you know, he talks about how her and Rhaenyra's nickname as a child was the realm's delight. Yes. Because everybody loved her and, and they were very close. And he's he is he's really having a tough time, I think, with the fact that, you know, he sees the writing on the wall. He has to marry her off. He kind of, I think in some way, he, he's tortured by that vision because remember, he had the dream and he talks about it. I had a dream as clear as clear as day yes. of my son with the crown on his head. Now, he thought that son was a son that was going to be born, born of his first wife, Emma. Right. That was not to be. Yes. She passed and the boy, the, the baby passed. But that vision did come true because he now has a son and he probably in some way sees because he said, I, ca- I kept trying and trying and I'm the re- I killed my wife. Right. And that's when she's like, you know, look, Viserys, no, that's not you didn't make that happen. Yeah. But he's blaming himself because he kept in his mind. The vision said this. So I have to keep we have to keep trying for a son. A exactly. son is coming. A son is coming. A son is coming. Now he has a son, and I think he also sees on some level, even though later on he asserts to Rhaenyra, you're the heir. I'm not going to take that away from you. I'm not going to change my mind. 
but on some level i think he realizes okay we have a a situation now because i have a male now i have a son yes and it's supposed to go to the first son. Yes. And there are a lot of questions. People keep coming up and asking him about it. And he even mm-hmm. said, like, I didn't do I didn't do this lightly. I didn't choose her lightly. She can do it regardless of the fact that now I have a son. She is still uh, the heir to the throne. Right. And if you recall back to episode one, the very first scene was King old King Jaharis. And the Great Council of 101 AC is when they had to determine his line of succession. They had to figure because his two sons died and that caused sort of that constitutional crisis. Right. Right. And at that council, they determined it would be it would have to go to a male. Yes. It would. That's kind of the law of the land. Yes. So really, in other words, if if this goes forward. And Rhaenyra becomes the queen. There is room for argument. You could argue if this, you know, was modern times. You know, a court case would say, "Well, no, there's precedent here. Yes. There's case law. Yes, there's 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 laws here that say it has to go to a male. It can't even go through a woman to a male heir because in the book it could have gone from Rhaenys to Leonor. Okay." But they said, no, it has to go through a male. Right. So really, I think he realizes, okay, this could be a problem. Yes. Because I now have a son. I now have a son. Mm -hmm. I promised it to my daughter, but I have a son. So now law says that it has to go to my son. Correct. Um, So then as he's thinking about all that, then then the next morning, they... They're like, King, we have the stag for you. Yes, they've trapped it. They have it in like they're surrounding it. This just was so horrific. This was so horrific. So horrific. So like just pomp and circumstances just to have the king kill somebody. They got the the antlers uh, Tied. tied, tied up so he can't go anywhere. He can't go left. He can't go right. He can't go anywhere. Everybody's standing around in case he does break free. All the other people can kill this thing. They give the king a uh, the giant stick and the spear, and they say, "Okay, well, it's not the white stag, but look how big this one is. This exactly. is a really big one. So go ahead and kill this one instead." And it it just everything this about is the it. The photo op. Yeah, everything about it just made me laugh. And then they would Photoshop out the 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 ropes. The ropes. Yeah. And, well, once it was dead, it would just be the king holding up the antlers exactly. and just be like, "I killed this." Yes. And everybody like around. Trophy. It's like yeah, trophy it's a trophy hunting. trophy hunting. It's like just going gross. Going to uh, Africa where they just drop stakes down on the ground for the tigers to come Ugh. and then you kill it just because oh, you can. It's so ridiculous. So they do that. He tries to kill it. They're, they tell him exactly where to put the spear into mm-hmm. the thing's neck. He puts it in. It doesn't die. They say, oh, push it back a little bit further. It's not your fault, king. And then he does it a second time. And then it finally starts to die. And then the, you can see the king's, like, frustration because he and really, like. And he's hung over. And he's hung over. And he finally, ah, and he digs it deep into there. And he finally kills it. It puts the thing out of its misery. But it wasn't the brown one. It was a brown one, not yes. the white one, which really made me laugh because was it right after that that then Rhaenyra sees the white one? Yeah, and later on Rhaenyra yeah. and 
and Krispy Kreme. Yes. yes. She sees the white one and she says to him, don't, don't, don't kill it. Let it go. And it was, it was also more foreshadowing of like, she's the rightful heir because she's the one that sees this white mm-hmm. uh, stag. Not anybody else. The king didn't see it. None of his men yes. saw it. It found her. Yes. She saw it. Nobody else saw it. So more symbolism there of uh, of her being uh, the rightful heir. Um, Sir Hardwin Strong. Oh, she's... <laughs> so now remember, she's walking back into the camp, and she's she looks like the Carrie from the movie Carrie. Yes, yeah, so all covered is, in blood. Yeah, so she's sort of walking like she's in a trance, and everybody's staring at her, and one of the people staring at her is Sir Harwin Strong, who is the brother of Laris the Clubfoot. Oh, okay. And the son of Sir Lionel Strong. Sir Lionel Strong. And he sort of checks her out. Now, his nickname is Breakbones, oh. by the way. So Breakbones and his brother Clubfoot. So Breakbones is checking her out as she walks by. He, he kind of looked like he, he's another one. I was like, ew. <laughs> just ew. Ew. Just she's like, stop staring just, at yeah, me. Just ew. Everybody's just staring at me like I'm a piece of meat, and yes. she's tired of it. Yes. She's totally tired of it. So then, then we're back in King's Landing. Otto's uh, talking to Allison. Still, she's the queen. <laughs> she got him a son. Mm-hmm. She has everything. She's pregnant again. She's pregnant again. Everything is going in her favor, and it's still not good enough for dad. Yep. Dad's like, nope. Now you need to make sure that the that your son becomes the king. And she's like, I'll, I'll see what I can do, whatever. Like, you can tell she's, she has some moments where I feel like the king does, um, like, respect her as yes. a wife. But at the same time, it's still very Stepford Wives-ish. And I yes. think that's just the whole era of that royalty in this fictitious land and all that stuff. But then also, like, the dad, how the dad is still, like, you got to do better. You're not good enough. You're still not good enough. And it's just like, oh, whatever. She's being programmed. Yes. To do something for her father to further their house. Yes. You know, and he's trying to get her to go in there and say, look, our son should be the rightful heir. It's We have a male child. We have a male you child. Need to, you need yeah. to name him as your heir. And she isn't 100% on board with this. Right. Now, in the book, she it's she's actually more so than her father oh. is pushing okay. for this and is sort of trying to get the king to name her son as heir. Okay. You know, in the show, she's a little bit more um, hesitant. Right. Or she's not. A, and I think that could be out of guilt. But in the book, she's not hesitant. She she's yes. wants him to name her son as the heir. Um, and then. And she's and she's trying to also convince him like she's trying to when, when she's talking to him and he gets he has a little scroll there and. You know, she sits down and I I think she has a woman's sense of sort of what to say to get him to do what you want. Right. So she's sort of telling him, look, I get it. Rhaenyra has to marry. But you know what? The way you're going about it, you have to make her think that it's her choice. That it's her choice. Yeah. And she knows her very well. They were best friends. Yeah. So she's like, you have to make her think it's her own it's choice. It's her own which choice. Which is very manipulative yeah. if you think about it. Yeah. 
Um, and then she notices his scroll and she's, you know, asking, you know, well, what's that about? And he's kind of telling her, you know, Damon is off in the stepstones and this the shit's hitting the fan there. And, yeah. you know, it's not going very well. And she does have a good piece of advice. Yes, and this is really good advice. It, I was happy with was. this advice. And she doesn't come out and say, this is what you should do. No. She asks him a question. Yeah. She phrases it by saying, you know, look, is it better for the realm if this crab feeder, if he does well or if, you know, we wipe if he's wiped out? Right. What's better for the whole what's realm? Better for, what's better for everybody? Exactly. I mean, your brother, and that's a no brainer. Yeah. She's like, your brother did this without asking you or, conf or consoling in you. You've let it go on for two years now. Mm -hmm. Nobody's better off for it. So what's actually better? If you step in, help out, or if you let them keep floundering and keep losing people and ships. Mm -hmm. And that's when it's great because that's when he decides, fine, I'm going to help him out. He sends his King's Guard or whoever they were. I forget who, who the person was. The... Uh, and the envoy to deliver the message to Damon. And uh, so, <laughs> so you see, you see that guy leave. Then they're uh, next scene. They're in the stepstones mm -hmm. and there's more people that are complaining. And, and they're like, look, we're not getting anywhere. We're losing people. This isn't going anywhere. We need some leadership. We need, supplies. We we need, need some ships. supplies. We need everything. Everybody starts infighting amongst each other. They come up with a plan of, of having a sacrificial lamb go out there and act like we're surrendering. And they go, who would be dumb enough to do that? Damon would be dumb enough to do that. <laughs> we'll send him out there. And then as then the next scene, like Damon comes walking up. And then the next scene, um, the King's Guard comes, gives him the message. Damon reads it. And I, I love Damon for this because this is such a younger brother, big f you to the older brother thing he reads it the older brother's like i'm gonna come save you again yes. like i always have to do and he's like no you're not but but first he like takes his frustration out on the king's guard he starts hitting him luckily he had a big metal helmet on because he was hitting him with his own metal helmet um with that giant plume with feather the giant thing on the feathers on the top. side um they didn't they didn't show how hurt he was. They just saw you just saw him collapse. I just thought he killed him. I don't think he killed him. I think because they stopped him rather quickly. I uh, thought he like literally killed the messenger. Just killed, and that's what I'm like as he's doing it. That's what I'm saying in my head is don't don't kill the messenger. Um, but then you see him just storm off in mm -hmm. in an in an angry uh, in an angry tyrant. Humiliated. Yeah. Because he wanted to do this on his own. He wanted to say to his brother, look what I did. Right. I he, didn't need your help. I didn't do need this. your help. And now you're going to help me. Yes. And no, I'm going to finish this before your help can come. Yes. So he's like, he's like, watch what I can do. So he takes oh, off. Damon. Oh, Damon. Matt Smith is such a good actor. Yes. He just, his facial expressions are, it's just, he's perfect he's oh, just he was perfect. so good in, in, in this scene he was so good because i i'm watching him he's holding up the white flag he's walking past you see him walking past this ship's uh flags with the crest that you were talking about earlier the guy that his dragon dragon crushed, crushed is there now completely like a corpse whatever and he's walking through all these people and he grabs the white flag and he starts waving it and he's surrendering. And I'm like, 
he's not surrendering. Like he's not the surrendering type. I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, okay, maybe the dragon's going to come and, and like, you know, he winked to the dragon on the way out or whatever. Then he goes, he gets down on one knee. He holds out the sword, Mm -hmm. which you have a story on the sword. Dark sister. Dark sister. He holds that out. He bows down. And then just as you think he's about to actually surrender, he pulls the knife out from his side, stabs that guy, grabs his sword, just starts going through everybody in a tirade. The archers are up on the hill. They start, re, you know, firing uh, flaming arrows down at him. He's fast, too. Let me tell you, he was running fast. Well, I thought he, this reminded me of, and when they shoot those scenes like this, and it almost looks like it's sped up. I don't know how to describe, I don't okay. know what that yeah. filming. Yeah, at like 110 sp- speed uh, instead of 100% speed, like a little faster. A little faster. There's something uh-huh. that they do with the filming that makes it look a little bit. It reminded me of when Jon Snow is at the Battle of the Bastards and he's got his sword up. Okay. And then he just starts whacking away and right. he manages to get through. <laughs> I don't an entire contingent yeah. on his own. All by himself. All by himself. Yeah. It is funny. There's a there's a definite line of how fast over 100% you can make something go before it starts to look bad. Even like um, the Fast and the Furious movies, when they were racing, they were doing it at like 120% speed, and it looked silly. Like, you have to cut it back a little bit. They're trying to make it look like they're going faster than the cars really are going. Yes. But when they speed it up too much, then it just looks silly. It looks silly. And and, yes. the, and his running was a little too fast. He was taking arrows. He took like three or four yep. arrows on the run. Uh, the one in the knee, he just breaks it breaks off. Breaks it off. There was two, one in his chest. And now I was very impressed with the arrows because I thought his armor was like metal. It looked like it was steel, like his chest plate. Two arrows through his chest plate. He's breaking them off, and he's like, I'm not dying. I can't die. Well, because then I thought, like, an arrow, like, isn't that meant to, I mean, I I guess there's a way to get it out, but wouldn't it cause more damage? It's yeah. a point. So, like, so, the back end of a triangle, like, wouldn't it? Right. And, and, you know, in the middle of battle, trying to pull it back out, you could do more damage than just leaving it in there. Yeah. So that's why he was breaking them off because it's like it's easier to leave it in there than it is to try and pull it back out because when it goes in, it, it at least is like keeping all the veins and arteries and everything are like sealed shut Ugh. with that metal. But once you pull the metal out, then there's a hole there to let the blood come out. So it actually is better to keep it in. got a gusher. We got a gusher. <laughs> we got a screamer. Um, so, yeah, so he's like, he's, you know, breaking them off. Um, and then he's standing underneath that shell of a ship. And the uh, Crab King is like. <laughs> the Crab King. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the crab king. The crab king, the crab feeder. I now, like crab king better. He's, a, he's the king. He's he the king. Um, dude, he's he was weird. So the, he has some disease. Obviously, is that what the People king has? I have been speculating he's grayscale. Okay. So if you recall, grayscale was what Jorah Mormont had. If Samuel Tarley remember had like pick pieces, they had him right. at the Citadel. Yes. And grayscale. Um, is very, it like just overtakes your body. Shireen 
had it. If you remember Lady Shireen, okay. uh-huh. Stannis Baratheon's yep. daughter that mm-hmm. he sacrificed, she had it. Okay. And it eventually takes over your body. And my understanding is that it also makes you go crazy. Right. Well, he definitely looked crazy. Yes. He definitely looked crazy. Um, So, yeah. So he was like standing there and he's like, he just looks to the left and all the people to the left go. He looks to the right, all the people to the right go. Um, he's completely surrounded. Uh, Damon's completely surrounded. And you're like, oh, this is the end of it. Or is it? Uh, like I'm going, okay, the dragon's got to come at yes. some point in time. Like we haven't seen the dragon once. Obviously, at the, even if even if his soldiers, Damon's soldiers weren't in on it. Once you see that he's not surrendering, you're going to make a beeline to help him out. Mm-hmm. Like, so even if, the, which, you know, one could argue either way, but it was exactly the plot that they were talking about earlier. So you have to assume that they knew that he was going to do this. Maybe not when he did it, because he did it as soon as he read that letter. I kind of think he went a little rogue, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, because he just hopped in a rowboat. Yeah, and just took off. off he rode. And off he rode. And I was like, okay. Um, So then just when all looks lost, the, the soldiers are on the horizon. The dragon comes out, starts burning everybody. Our soldiers are attacking everybody. And then Damon uh, meanders off because he sees the crab, uh, not the crab king, King, crab feeder, Mr. Crab feeder, Mr. Krusty Crab. You see him uh, over by the over by the caves and then he goes after him. I love the next scene with Damon where he just has the hand of the crab feeder and he's just dragging out half the body. Mm-hmm. And just dragging him out, and he just drops him in the middle of the battle, and it's like his people saw it, and you know everybody else is eventually going to see it quickly enough, and you know once your leader is gone, like what do you have to do? You surrender at that point, or do you just keep fighting to the death, like the crab feeders army that he had there? Like he's done; he's not giving you any more directions at that yeah. point. I'd be like, hmm, I'm going to go hide over here somewhere where I don't get killed or captured or whatever, you know, like they should retreat or whatever. So now in um, the, in the book canon, uh, really, uh, and I'll read what, what it says about this whole episode, but he, Damon defeats the crab King at single hand combat using dark sister, using his sword. Okay. So they, I, I kind of, when I, when I realized that I thought, well, why didn't they show that? Because, they didn't show exactly how. Right. He but he was definitely cut, cut. in half. I mean, you saw his entrails. Yeah, his entrails were hanging out. out. Yeah. At first I was like, what is that? Yeah. But so he did, but it, it you didn't see that. Like right. It would have been kind of cool to see him lop off his head. Yeah, but I also think the crab feeder. Well, you can't touch him. He has grayscale. It's and, contagious. But he has his blood all over him now. That's so true. It's, so you would think he's, I'm like, oh, no. Like, as soon as I saw him covered in blood, I was like, oh, that's not good. Um, But, like, I liked not, I like the fact that we didn't see him kill him. Okay. Because crab feeder didn't have, didn't look like he had any swords or weapons on him. He was just standing there with just his his 
golden shield, his, his mask, his, mask, that, his uh, Phantom of the Phantom Opera, of the Opera mask. mask. Um, so it looked like it would have just been, especially since he had uh, Dark Sister with him, it looked like it would have been a very fast battle. Now, I don't know how in, in it says. Well, so, <laughs> so they kind of set up what's going on in the Stepstones. They, they kind of tell a little bit about the background. But when they get to this actual part, it says it is not our purpose here to recount the details of the private war Damon Targaryen and Corlys Valerian waged on the Stepstones. Suffice, suffice it to say that the fighting began in 106 AC. Prince Damon had little difficulty assembling an army of landless adventurers and second sons and won many victories during the first two years of the conflict. Now, here's all it says about him facing off with the crab feeder. Okay. Okay. Uh, in 108 AC, when at last he came face to face with Cragus crab feeder, he slew him single-handed and cut off his head with Dark Sister. Okay. That's it. That's it. So it's, you know, I think the the show probably dragged it on a bit. Right. And and there is more. I mean, you could go and read about the War of the Stepstones. There's a lot more information, so there's a lot more source material there. Okay. okay. But as far as Fire and Blood goes, it's really not a huge piece of it. Right. So the show kind of made that a plot made it line bigger, whereas yeah. it's really not a plot mm-hmm. line here. It's sort of like, well, this happened over there, right. but it doesn't really have any bearing on on what's going on what's over here. What's going on over here. Yeah. Yeah. So, but well, I, and maybe that's why it was only two episodes. So, right. Um, I don't know if, like, in the book, it lasted for nine years, but it seems like it's done. I mean, you he killed a crab feeder. Yes. So that's it. And, and he killed the crab feeder, and we get to meet Sea Smoke. Yes. Who is Lanor Valerian's dragon? Yes. And Lanor Valerian, who is the son of Corlys. Right. So and we Rhaenys. do. Yes. So that wasn't. Um, Damon's dragon. No, it was Lanor on Sea Smoke. It was, now Lanor is how is he related? So Corlys Valerian, okay, okay Lord Corlys, mm-hmm. and Lady Rhaenys, Rhaenys the queen who never was, the queen who never was. Okay, it's their son. Okay, that makes sense. And he is a dragon rider yep. because he's part Targaryen, right? Because the mom is Targaryen, right? Yes, yes. And okay. Sea Smoke is his dragon. His dragon. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and he's very he, he's very proud of Sea Smoke. Yeah, well, Sea Smoke. He loves Sea Smoke. Yeah, they did, he did a great job. He did a great job, and yeah. he was having a good time. He I was think. having a good time. He was having a lot of fun burning up all up those up people. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then that's how it ended. It was a great ending. It was wonderful. Damon um, covered in blood, surrounded Damon, by smoke. Yes. So, so I, literal fire. Fire and blood, blood right there. Mm-hmm. Fire and blood. Now I hope him being covered in blood doesn't mean that now he gets it. I'm not going to say. I'm oh, not saying anything. There you go. Don't say anything. But I do know that everybody on TikTok is just loving Damon. They're okay. just going nuts. Yeah. So he is like, um, who was the child king in Game of Thrones? Joffrey. Joffrey. Ooh. He looks like Joffrey with the blonde hair, but while everybody hated Joffrey... And let me tell you, that kid was a good actor because you hated him. Um, Damon, love. Like, I think he's awesome. I think he's so cool. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I like his, like, rebellious side. I like his, like, 
little like, you know, I'm the younger brother. I hate my older brother type mentality. Um, so he's not evil. Like we haven't really seen anything to say he's evil. I mean, there was right. the first episode where he went through with the gold cloaks and they were just. Yeah. Know, and they were just killing, killing all killing people that right. they thought were criminals. But I don't he's <laughs> I don't want to say he there's nothing that he does that's evil because mm, I just think that he's. He's somewhere in between. Yes. He could definitely. go either way. Yes. And and it's mostly because he's just, he's not evil. He just. He's bitter. He's bitter because his older brother is king mm-hmm. and he's not king. Yes. Because his older brother is. Yes. So it's that frustration and that bitterness at being the second born. The only reason you're not king is because your brother came first. And and his brother, quite frankly, isn't doing a great job. Right. Yeah. He really doesn't want to be. I don't think he really wants to be king. No. He, he doesn't want to make these decisions. He Mm-mm. kind of is like, okay, there's something going on in the step zones. It can wait another few days. Yeah, forget it. We'll leave. We'll let it go. Whatever. We'll let it go. It, three more days isn't going to make the difference. It doesn't matter. He's he said that at one point. He's just kind of there. Yeah. He's, a, he's just kind of there, and I think Damon, it makes him even angrier because he thinks, well, I could do a much better job. Yeah, and I'm so, going to prove to you that I can do a better job. Mm-hmm. And so, yep, so that was great. So it'll be interesting to see next week when Damon comes back. Yes. Um, what happens between the best former best friends. Mm-hmm. The uh, brothers. The brothers, all this stuff. So there's a lot to go. Uh, this is a great breakdown of this episode. Um and I don't know. It was another fun episode. We saw a new dragon. Um, so I think that's like the fourth different dragon maybe that I we've seen. I think it's the third. Third. Because we've seen Syrax. Multiple times. Right. We have seen Caraxes, the blood worm. Yes. And now we are seeing sea smoke. Okay. But we will see there's many more dragons to come. Many more dragons to come, which is very exciting. So Very exciting. All right, so I think we should pretty much wrap this up. Great job. Another fabulous episode. If you have any comments, questions, or anything like that, please send us an email at thekingsroadpodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at The Kings Road Podcast. Please like, subscribe, hit that uh, like (laughs) button down below, smash that button. Um, give us a five-star review. Give us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this podcast, please. Even throw in a little comment about how you know, thorough and, and great Kim is and how Rob knows nothing. Uh, whatever <laughs> you want to say, that's fine. Um, and until next week, when we have episode four of the, I can't remember the name. Well, anymore. and ex- I wonder if we're going to get a time jump again. Right. Because, because eventually the actresses are going to age up. Yeah, we haven't seen, because they're, the actresses are labeled as young yes. Rhaenyras and young Allison. So I'm Allison. thinking so, maybe this week will be the last episode with them. Okay. But I, because yeah. I'm thinking they have to bring in those older. The older versions. The older versions, because more of what we're going to see yeah. happens when they're happens when they're older older yes mm-hmm. and not not at this age mm-hmm. so it will be interesting to see when the next time jump takes I'll place miss millie alcock though yeah they're they're both job. good her even allison i mean it's not her fault at least in this no. in the tv version it's not her fault that she's in the position that she's in um but it is awkward for her and, and millie alcock millie's a good actress so hopefully we'll mm-hmm. see her in some other things as well um so that's it so from all of us here I'm Rob. And I'm Kim. 
And until next week. See uh, you on the King's Road. See you on the King's Road. Go find your dragon. <laughs>